0: see. All right, turn to 220, page 220 in your red book. Thankful for the love of God tonight. Thankful for the love of Jesus. Amen. Let's sing this. (laughs) The love of God is greater far than time. Can ever tell it goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest tail. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win his erring child. He reconciled and pardoned from. It shall forevermore endure The saints and angels' song When hoary time shall pass away And earthly thrones and kingdoms fall When men who hear refuse to pray On rocks and hills And mountains call God's love so sure Shall still endure All measureless and strong Redeeming grace to Adam's race The saints and angels song And strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels song. Could we with think, the ocean feel and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk. On earth, a quill, and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean shun dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. Oh, and pure how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels song amen love that song praise the lord 307 page 307 thankful uh, that we can pray it's what uh, prayer meeting is all about. Wednesday night prayer meeting. I'm thankful for the privilege of prayer this evening. Page three hundred seven. If the road before you covers naught but toil and pain, if the sun is hidden by dark clouds of rain. If without a ray of hope your life is filled with care, take it to the Lord in prayer. Many are the heartaches that will come to you. Keep your trust in Jesus, He will see you through. Never will you find a friend so kind and true. Take it to the Lord in prayer. When it seems that not a friend on earth can understand. When temptation comes to you from every hand. When your strength is almost gone and there's no one to care. Take it to the Lord in prayer. come to you keep your trust in Jesus he will see you through never will you find a friend so kind and true take it to the lord in prayer in your disappointment when your heart is torn with grief in your times of sorrow when there's no relief just remember there is one who knows the load you bear take it to the Lord in prayer thank God many are the heartaches that will come to you keep your trust in Jesus he will see you through day Find a friend so kind and true. Take you to the Lord in prayer. Amen. And we'll end tonight with 3.30. I need the uh, every hour. Amen. One thing about it, uh, we always need to be reminded of just how much we need the Lord. Amen. He is our sufficiency. Without Him, we can do nothing. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can. I come. Come quickly and abide, or life is vain. I need Thee, oh I need Thee, every hour I need Thee. Oh bless me now, my Savior. hallelujah you can be seated tonight and certainly we need the lord i need the lord my family needs the lord the church needs the lord our community needs the lord america needs the world the lord excuse me the world needs the lord amen y'all make fun of me all you want that's all right i'll get the last word i promise Amen. All right. Uh, it is good to be here tonight. This would be the last service of February as uh, we're moving right on into the month of March. And um, I think March is coming in like a lion a couple of days early as it has been windy and cool and rainy and yucky. Just That's after just beautiful days earlier this week. But isn't that the way it goes? This time of year you just never know what you're going to get. But God's still good, and uh, we're still blessed, and uh, amen. Uh, Just thankful for who he is and what he's done for us. And we do appreciate your presence tonight. and uh, Those who are watching online uh, will be listening or watching later on. We just appreciate your uh, willingness to, uh, uh, amen, just to join us. And my prayer is that something will be said tonight that would magnify and Exalt the name of Jesus Christ. And then if we do that, then God will take care of the rest of it. He'll give us what we stand in need of. I'm thankful that God knows what we need before we ever ask Him for it. But He still wants us to ask Him, amen, just to express our dependency upon Him. Uh, I can't do anything without the Lord, amen. I can't even walk without Him holding my hand. So, uh, amen, appreciate Him tonight. And I don't think we have any announcements. Uh, You have anything uh, that you know of that I'm not thinking of? I do appreciate everyone that went to uh, an extra Lent to help provide uh, the meal on Sunday night as we uh, honored Brother L.V., turning 90 years old, and just had a great time of fellowship downstairs. And uh, we love him, continue to remember him in prayer. But it, I think he really, really did enjoy that time together, and I know I did. Amen. Give me an opportunity to splurge on my diet, uh, but uh, then I paid for it on Monday. Hallelujah. So praise God. But um, uh, let's see, just by w- any, any other announcements that I'm thinking of tonight before we go any further in the service. Uh, let's especially remember uh, William and Beth. As uh, again, uh, the baby uh, they they it got to come home, but since then it's been to, to Knoxville to the Children's Hospital a couple of different times. Uh, more precautionary than anything, but it's just not uh, it's not urinating as much as what they would uh, like for it to be doing so. Uh, and uh, they did find out run a test when she was in. Um, Uh, in knoxville i believe it was yesterday or earlier this week that um that she does have a uti infection so they wanted them to bring the baby back today Uh, they just would feel more comfortable treating it there than they would anywhere else so just remember them is again i don't think it's anything um over alarming so to speak but uh if you've ever been there with a newborn and something like that happens you know it can certainly be an unsettling uh, experience. So remember William and Beth, and uh, amen, the entire family, and uh, amen, just pray that, that uh, God will do what God does, amen. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, able to, to heal us of our infirmities, and so let's remember this child in prayer, continue to remember others who are sick, uh, continue to remember LV's um, uh, niece Debbie, remember her in prayer, also Jimmy Seaton, physical and spiritual. Continue to remember Jesse's mom and, and uh, grandfather, especially the grandfather not just for physical but spiritual needs. Uh, continue to remember uh, Ellen's um, sister, Miss Elma Jean. And uh, again, just appreciate uh, all the prayers that went up for her and how she continues to progress and improve and seems to be doing so well. Uh, so remember um, remember her in prayer. Anything that you'd like to add? Uh, tonight before we go any further in the service. Any prayer requests? Remember mom and dad is Lord willing they'll be traveling home tomorrow evening and uh, I'm sure they're so excited. (laughs) Uh, Amen if for no other reason than to see me. Amen. But uh, they'll be traveling home tomorrow evening pray God will give them a, a, a safe journey and i missed them and look forward to see them, seeing them again. Amen. And uh, But just pray that God will keep them safe as they travel home. Uh, amen. Uncle Kenny, okay? Just continue to remember him in prayer. We love him dearly. And uh, I think sometimes uh, maybe he feels like we don't appreciate him, but, boy, we sure do. And just uh, having him sitting there on... Uh, you know, uh, allowing him to preach, allowing me to preach to him—that's a great honor and a privilege, and I'm very thankful for it. Uh, any other prayer requests tonight? Let's continue to remember our church in prayer. Remember uh, our uh, other churches of like faith. Remember our nation. Pray for uh, the um, conflicts that are raging around the world. And let's just pray for the upcoming election that's uh, certainly going to be a a crazy, volatile time here in our country during the next few months. And Lord, let's just pray that God would uh, continue to have His will and His way here at United Baptist Church. I do believe He has a purpose for us, and uh, we cannot uh, give in, throw in the towel and quit, uh, miss out on what He has in store, just like we said Sunday night. If we could just reach one more, it'd be worth it all, wouldn't it? Uh, so let's just continue to pursue him with all of our hearts. Unspoken request tonight by the uplifted hand. Amen. We need to remember our lost loved ones in prayer. Uh, pray for our missionaries on the field. Pray for our sick and shut-in, those who are unable to attend, those who are out in the elements, uh, homeless and uh, uh, unable to uh, find shelter, or whatever it is that they need. Uh, we'll uh, go to the Lord in prayer. And uh, you can pray there in your seats as I lead us tonight in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this privilege, God, that you give to us. Lord, just to assemble ourselves together on Wednesday night. And um, uh, Father, it may be cold and uh, wet and, and just nasty outside, but Father, we're thankful for this, uh, this shelter, this oasis. God, this place, this sanctuary that we could come and find Rest and strength and uh, Lord, encouragement for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for everyone that's made their way out tonight. Those who are unable to be here, uh, God, Father, uh, you know the reason. Lord, we just uh, uh, pray, oh God, tonight, Lord, that we would uh, be mindful of your blessings. And uh, God, in spite of it all, you've been good to us. And uh, Lord, just uh, help us to realize how blessed we are. Uh, Lord, even here at United Baptist Church, and all, in spite of all the frustrations and the hardships and the difficulties that we faced, God, you have been faithful. And Lord, um, God, we uh, just we don't realize, Father, just how quickly things can change, uh, whether it be from the worst to the better, for the better to worse. God, and so Lord, help us to be found faithful, Lord, not to be moved by. Uh, the situations and circumstances of life that we face. and uh, Lord, knowing, uh, God, that we're not alone, but there's one that stands beside our side, Lord, and uh, His name is Jesus Christ, Lord. I pray, O oh God, tonight that You'd bless the service, bless everything that's said and done, the music, the testimonies, uh, the prayers that are prayed, the message that, it, that goes forth, that it might renown unto Thy honor, glory, and praise uh, Lord Father, tonight I pray for those who are sick, those who are hurting. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, especially, Lord, for baby Cora tonight. Bless that child. And uh, Lord, bless William and Beth. And uh, Lord, bless the physicians and the doctors, God, who care for it. Give them wisdom and discernment to do their job as uh, you'd have them to do. Uh, Lord, I pray for um, uh, God LV. Lord, I pray you'd bless him. Bless. Uh, God, Miss Debbie, Lord, bless her. Also, Father Jimmy Seaton, God. Lord, we pray that you just uh, bring him under the, 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 the heavy spirit of con- conviction, God. Help him to see his need. God, turn, be- turn to you before it's too late. God, bless him, oh God. Uh, Lord, we pray for Jesse's grandfather. Lord, uh, do the same for him. God, help him to see his need. To turn to Christ before it's too late. Bless this mom in her uh, surgery recovery. Uh, Lord, I pray God tonight that you just bless others. God bless mom and dad as they travel home. Uh, God, give them a, a safe trip. And, and God, I pray, Father, Lord, it'd be good to see them again, Lord. Just uh, thank you for what they mean to us. And Lord, what a blessing they are to our church. Uh, God, we could go on and on. Bless our nation. Uh, God, bless... Um, Uh, Lord, uh, Father, all of the conflicts that are going on overseas, Lord, have your will and your way. Uh, Lord, uh, Father, we're thankful, God, that uh, in spite of the chaotic nature of this world, Father, Lord, it's not out of your hands. Father, it's not caught you by surprise. You're very much still in control, Lord. And uh, God, uh, you're going to work it all together that you might receive honor, glory, and praise for everything that transpires. And God, we commit our service to Thee, and we thank You, Lord, for the privilege of prayer. Uh, Lord, uh, we're thankful that we don't serve a dead God, but Lord, a risen risen Savior. Lord, You know what we need, Father, tonight. So Lord, I'm thankful for the confidence that we have, knowing that You will answer our prayers and our petitions. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Uh, Holly, could you bring me some water tonight, if you don't mind? Anybody have anything this evening before we uh, share the Word of God? Anything on your heart? Alrighty, Jeremiah chapter number 50 this evening, Jeremiah chapter number 50, as we continue doing our best to uh, put a wrap on this study of the book of Jeremiah, and um, I'm doing my best to get through it as quickly as I possibly can, but I don't want to shortchange the Lord, especially His word. So um, you just bear with me, and we'll we'll move as quickly as he'll allow us to. Jeremiah chapter number fifty this evening. If you found your place, say amen. All right, let's begin reading this evening. Um. Let's read, begin in verse number 18. Therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I'll punish the king of Babylon and his land as I have punished the king of Assyria, and I will bring Israel again to his habitation. And he shall feed on Carmel and Bashan, and his soul shall be satisfied upon Mount Ephraim and Gilead. In those days and at that time, saith the Lord the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for and there shall be none and the sins of Judah and they shall not be found for I will pardon whom I reserve go up against the land of Meratham even against it and against the inhabitants of Pecod waste and utterly destroy after them saith the Lord and do according to all that I have commanded thee A the sound of battle is in the land and of great destruction, how is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How is Babylon become a desolation among the nations? I have laid a snare for thee, and thou art also taken. O Babylon, and thou wast not aware, thou art found, and also caught because thou hast striven against the Lord. The Lord hath opened his armory, and hath brought forth the weapons of his indignation. For this is the work of the Lord God of hosts, In the land of the Chaldeans, come against her from uh, the utmost border, open her storehouses and cast her up as heaps and destroy her utterly. Let nothing of her be left. Slay of her bullocks, let them go down to the slaughter. Woe unto them, for their day is come, the time of their visitation. The voice of them that flee and escape out of the land of Babylon to declare in Zion the vengeance of the Lord our God, the vengeance of His temple. Call together the archers against Babylon, and all ye that bend the bow, camp against it round about. Let none thereof escape. Recompense her according to her work, according to all that she hath done. Do unto her, for she hath been proud against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. Therefore shall her young men fall uh, in the streets, and all her men of war shall be cut off in that day, saith the Lord. Behold, I am against thee, O thou most proud, saith the Lord God of hosts, for thy day is come, the time that I will visit thee, and the most proud shall stumble and fall, and none shall raise him up, and I will kindle a fire in his cities, and it shall devour all round about him. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the children of Israel and the children of Judah were oppressed together, and all that took them captive held them fast. Uh, they refuse to let them go. Their Redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is His name. He shall throughly uh, plead their case or their cause that He may give rest in the land and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon. A sword is upon the Chaldeans, saith the Lord, and upon the inhabitants of Babylon, and upon her princes, and upon her wise men. A sword is upon the liars, and they shall dote. A sword is upon her mighty men, and they shall... Be dismayed, a sword is upon their horses, and upon their chariots, and upon uh, the mingled people that are in the midst of her, and they shall become as women. A sword is upon her treasures, and they shall be robbed. A drought is upon her waters, and they shall be dried up, for it is the land of graven images, and they are mad upon their idols. Therefore the wild beast of the desert with the wild beast of the island shall dwell there, and the owls shall dwell therein, and it shall be no more inhabited forever, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. As God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighbor cities thereof, saith the Lord, so shall no man abide there, neither shall any son of man dwell therein. Behold, a people shall come from the north, and a great nation, and many kings shall be raised up from the coast of the earth. They shall uh, hold the bow and the lance, they are cruel, and will not show mercy. Their voice shall roar like the sea, and they shall ride upon horses. Everyone put in array, like a man to the battle against the old daughter of Babylon. The king of Babylon hath heard the report of them, and his hands waxed feeble. Anguish took hold of him, and pains as of a woman in travail. Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the swelling of Jordan into the habitation of the strong. But I will make them suddenly run away from her. And who is a chosen man that I may appoint over her? For who is like me and who will appoint me uh, the the time? And who is that shepherd that will stand before me? Therefore hear ye the counsel of the Lord that he hath taken against Babylon and his purposes that he hath purposed against the land of the Chaldeans. Surely the least of the flock Shall draw them out, surely he shall make their habitation desolate with them. At the noise of the taking of Babylon, the earth is moved and the cry is heard among the nation. Father in heaven, we love you tonight. Thank you for this privilege we have to uh, read your word. And I pray that your blessings would be upon it. And Lord, as we do our best tonight to expound on these uh, passages, Lord, these truths and these principles, Lord, that lie therein. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would just uh, illuminate our minds and, Lord, give us, Lord, the wisdom to declare the truth uh, that you uh, have especially prepared for us here this evening. Uh, God, I pray, God, that you'd remove every hindrance and every distraction, Lord, that might uh, cause our minds to wonder. I pray that you'd forgive us for any sin or iniquity that may abound in our hearts that would keep us, Lord, from declaring uh, faithfully, the truth that's been given to us. And Lord, I pray tonight that you'd help us to preach and under the anointing uh, uh, and the, uh, the unction of the Holy Spirit of God that we would not depend upon the arm of the flesh. Uh, Lord, but uh, Father, I pray that you we just uh, trust your word to do for us what you've promised uh, that it is more than capable of doing. Honor your word tonight. Exalt your son by way of your humble servant. Work in our hearts, Lord, move in our midst. Uh, Lord, uh, bring us closer to thee tonight, Lord, as we we gaze in uh, to the looking glass of Scripture truth. Uh, We ask these things in Jesus' name and for his sake, all God's people said, Amen. All right, Um, again, Jeremiah chapter 50, as God uh, uses Jeremiah to... uh, to introduce judgment that's uh, eventually and ultimately going to fall upon Babylon. Again, the last several chapters we've studied have uh, you know, uh, have just been a list of various judgments that were going to fall upon various nations, not just Israel and Judah, but we've considered lands such as Egypt and uh, Philistia, Gaza, uh, Ammon and, and Moab and, and Edom. And Elam, and we could go on and on. uh, uh, You know, Syria, Damascus, all of these nations that were guilty of rebelling against and abandoning the Lord their God. And now we come to Babylon. Of course, Babylon at that point in time was the supreme empire that uh, dominated and over um, the ancient world. Nebuchadnezzar, one of the great. Um, one of the great rulers in all of history. Uh, his kingdom was grand. He had he was known for uh, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, which uh, scholars uh, believe to be one of the ancient wonders of the world. Nebuchadnezzar was a great man. Of course, uh, uh, you know, his story is not limited to the book of Jeremiah, but also uh, Daniel, uh, certainly um, Was familiar with Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar. He was among those carried off into captivity. Ezekiel is another one of the prophets, prophets a contemporary of Daniel, uh, who wrote his prophecy as he was being exiled out of Judah on his way to Babylon. Uh, And you know, again, we talked about the similarity to, uh, you know, again, uh, the connection, if you will. Between Babylon, the Babylon of Nebuchadnezzar, to the Tower of Babel uh, that was constructed by Nimrod, and I'm going to go through all of that again, but even how that Babylon is emphasized and is mentioned, a, a very important part of the book of Revelation, uh, whether it be spiritual Babylon, the great whore of Revelation, uh, or um, uh, commercial Babylon. Uh, and again, I'm not going to go through all of that. But again, uh, two chapters, chapter 50 and chapter 51 in the book of uh, Jeremiah are, um, uh, are devoted to a specific judgment that is pronounced by God upon uh, this pagan uh, nation. Again, Babylon, uh, maybe other than Egypt, is the greatest um, type or, uh, you know, it represents... Uh, worldliness, you know, it, it typifies the world, and uh, of course we know that the Bible speaks negatively about the world, not geographically, but uh, Amen. The world system that Satan has dominion in over, God has allowed the devil to have a level of of authority and over the world system, uh, Amen, which Babylon represents. And of course, again, Babylon. Uh, you know, is a place of rebellion, a place that rebelled against God. Of course, before it's all said and done, we might even say that Nebuchadnezzar became a convert. He certainly knew who the God of Judah was, the God of Daniel, uh, no doubt about that. But uh, let's get right into our study tonight and see if we can't get a little further, uh, uh, you know, see just how far we can go. Boy, it would be wonderful if we could conclude the chapter tonight, but that would mean we're covering a whole lot of ground So, I'm certainly not going to promise that. Uh, Again, let's begin looking tonight at verse number 18, where we find a demonstration. The Bible says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel Behold, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land, as I have punished the king of Assyria. Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, they should have learned the lessons uh, that had, you know, they should have. Uh, paid attention to the example that was provided to them uh, by way of how God dealt with the Assyrians. Again, the Assyrians were responsible for uh, the, you know, the, the kept carrying God's people, the northern ten tribes of Eve, Israel, off into captivity. And because they dealt with the Jewish people harshly and uh, because they were cruel in their dealings with God's people, the Lord turned around even though he had used, Caroline, police turned the pulpit mic off, even though he had used uh, the Assyrians as an instrument to uh, judge God's people over their sins because uh, Assyria uh, took pleasure in it and they went to extremes and they dealt uh, very harshly and very brutally with God's people, the Lord turned around and punished them And uh, certainly Nebuchadnezzar and and, and, uh, Babylon should have learned that lesson, but they didn't. And and, uh, friend, once again, I mentioned it last week, and that is that we need to learn from the examples of Scripture. Uh, Again, uh, uh, not just the good lessons that are provided to us, but the negative lessons as well. It's not just uh, uh, what we should do, but what we shouldn't do. And we can learn from that, certainly. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar didn't learn the lesson. Babylon didn't learn the lesson. And as a result, they ended up experiencing the same kind of, of judgment that fell upon Assyria. Of course, Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylons conquered Assyria. They were the ones that God used as an instrument to punish Assyria. And now they were going to experience the same kind of wrath and punishment at the hands of Cyrus Artaxerxes and the uh, Persians. Now let's notice the restoration, verse 19, and I will bring Israel again to his habitation, and he shall feed on Carmel and Bashan. One thing I mentioned at the beginning of this chapter is how that I do believe there's a twofold, um, um, uh, you know, a twofold application that we can take from these verses, especially as the Lord uh, enters. mingles and interweaves uh, Judah and Israel. You know, again, at this point in time, they had been destroyed. They didn't exist. God's people had been carried away. And uh, the kingdom had been absolved into the Babylonian Empire. Uh, That being said, uh, God wasn't finished with His people. And isn't it amazing that that, that, uh, regardless of what portion of Scripture you're studying, uh, amen. You'll always find uh, at least an imprint of the Lord's dealings with the Jews. Amen. God's not finished with Israel. Friend, if you, want to, uh, if you want to see just exactly where we're at on God's prophetic calendar, all you have to do is look at the Jewish people. Uh, amen. That's God. God uh, amen. The world revolves around uh, His chosen people. And Israel is the heartbeat of the world, so to speak. And uh, the Lord was once again returning his uh, turning His attention towards the Jews. And He's promised here that there would be an, a restoration. Of course, we know that this restoration uh, partially occurred uh, after the 70-year captivity had ended and under uh, Zerubbabel and uh, Nehemiah and um, a man Ezra, uh, a, a remnant, although the majority of the Jews chose to stay in Babylon and instead of choosing liberty and freedom they said no we're we're doing just fine here in babylon amen they'd rather uh, amen they'd rather fulfill their their, their the, ple- the 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 lustful pleasures that were associated with worldliness rather than claiming that which god had in store for them but but secondarily it's talking about a future restoration that still yet has not occurred and we'll see how that Jeremiah elaborates on that later on in the chapter. Uh, and his soul, sh- uh, a provision, shall be satisfied upon Mount Ephraim and Gilead. And, and again, even though at the moment God's people couldn't have been in, an, in any lower state than, than, than they currently were in, they were captives, they were bound, they were slaves in bondage just like they had been uh, previously in Egypt, now they were exiled away from their homeland, but yet God still promised, Amen, that that uh, uh, Amen, the chastisement that He was allowing to fall upon them at that moment in time was not per- permanent; it was temporary, and sooner or later God would, uh, Amen, relieve them of their uh, captivity, and they would again return and they would be satisfied with the blessings of God in and upon Mount Ephraim and Gilead. Amen. Friend, I'm telling you, as far as the Jews are concerned, and we know that in our day, uh, amen, we're seeing the rise of anti-Semitism, just like uh, it has existed throughout the history of the world, and and here we're seeing it rise again in our day, an anti-Semitic spirit which is hatched out of Uh, hell and is orchestrated by satan himself Uh, amen but i'm telling you when it's all said and done god's going to take care of the jews and we need to make sure we're on the side of god's people because god's on their side there ought to be no doubt no question at all whatsoever where america stands as it relates to the jewish people because god has made it very plain and very clear that he stands with israel And His his blessings upon us uh, or upon any other nation for that matter depend upon whether or not we stand uh, beside and on behalf of God's chosen people. Now there's a vindication, verse number 20, In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none. And the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found. Now this is one of the reasons why I believe that this prophecy at least partially remains unfulfilled and, and and relates not to the the remnant that returned after the 70 years of captivity in babylon but i believe this refers to a future restoration and a future fulfillment uh, amen and the the amen the the reestablishment or the the fulfillment of the the worldwide kingdom that god had promised to the Jews throughout the Old Testament, uh, by way of the Millennium, the thousand-year reign. Uh, but I love what the, the wording here. It says that the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for. And brother, I'm telling you, there's plenty of iniquity to be found in Israel. God's people rejected Jesus, uh, which was still future, when, uh, to, you know, to be had not occurred yet when Jeremiah wrote this prophecy. Uh, so there was plenty of iniquity and God's people have sinned greatly and they still to this day that you and I live in, they have not repented and they do not recognize Christ, Jesus Christ as the true Messiah. But one of these days, their sins will be sought for and they, there shall be none. And the sins of Judah, they shall not be found. Friend, I can't think of a group of people that have committed a more heinous sin than the Jewish people. They rejected the very Son, the very Messiah, the very one that they had waited for, uh, the one they were were, uh, anticipating, but yet because He didn't come the way they wanted Him to come, uh, they rejected Him, they turned on Him, they crucified Him, they killed Him, amen. Uh, But yet still the Lord says that in spite of the the fact that the very blood of God's Son was on the hands of, of His chosen people, yet still it says one of these days the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for and there shall be none. The sins of Judah shall not be found. Aren't you glad that there's no sin that God can't forgive? Aren't you thankful that no matter how uh, bad we may blow it, we we may fall and uh, fall short of His glory, amen, and, and bring reproach to His name, but yet, hallelujah, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And if grace abounds for the people of Israel who crucified the very Son of God, then, friend, there's grace for our sins as well. Hallelujah. Don't you ever think you've gone too far. Don't you ever think you've done too much, brother, because I'm telling you, God is in the sin forgiven business. And the blood of Jesus is a sufficient remedy for get, to forgive all sin no matter how serious it may be. Now there's an exoneration. And all oh, I love this verse 24. I will pardon them whom I reserve. And this word reserve here. I think it basically means preserve or preservation. Amen. And I'm thankful that God's in the preservation business. Aren't you? Uh, amen. You say well I'm afraid I won't hold out. I'm afraid I won't endure. I'm afraid I won't make it. Brother if you're God's child you're going to. Uh, persevere in your faith because you are preserved in the hand of the Almighty God. Uh, your endurance and your uh, amen, your uh, survival uh, it's not uh, it's not primarily your responsibility, it's God's. Amen. If If I go to hell as a saved born again child of God if, amen then, then uh, uh, Amen. my reprobation will be on God's hand. And he's not going to do that. He's, he's going to keep me. He's going to preserve me and his heavenly kingdom. Paul was confident of that fact, and we can be as well. Uh, amen. Aren't you thankful that the Lord will pardon those? He'll pardon us. We don't deserve it. Amen. But I'm telling you, on the basis of the uh, uh, of the sufficient sacrifice of God's Son, amen, I have been justified and I've been saved. And it's just as if I never have or never will. Uh, sin amen an identification verse number 21 go up against the land of maratham even against it and against the inhabitants of pecad these are uh illustrative names of babylon it's it's almost like jeremiah is using these names to get a point across the word maratham means double rebellion and the word pecad means visitation uh and again it's almost as if the lord saying i'm going to visit you i'm going to uh, amen. I'm going to judge you. I'm going to allow my wrath to be poured out against you, Babylon. Uh, amen. Because you have not just rebelled, but you have rebelled greatly. Again, Babylon, the Tower of Babel uh, of Nimrod was a symbol of rebellion, uh, a, a symbol of resistance, uh, a, a, a symbol of one who who had the audacity, the audacity to. Um, to try to stand against and buck up against God. And God judged uh, Nimrod, and ju- God judged those who orchestrated the building of the Tower of Babel for their sin. And uh, God judged Babylon, and jo- God judged Nebuchadnezzar. Why? Because, uh, amen, They, uh, the city of Babylon itself represented a sea, uh, a place of rebellion against the greatness of And the might of God. Now there's an annihilation. Verse 21 and 22. Waste and utterly destroy them, uh, saith the Lord, and do according to all that I have commanded thee. A sound of battle is in the land and of great destruction. You know, it was going to be so bad. The destruction was going to be so complete and so uh, definite that... um, Amen. They would be utterly destroyed. There would be nothing left of this great city. And uh, that would astound the world. There's an incomprehension, verse number 23, where the Bible says, How is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How is Babylon become a desolation amongst the nations? Uh, amen. The other people, the other kingdoms of the world, looked at, looked up at Babylon as if it were invincible. And there's no way that, that uh, you know, they could not comprehend how anything could happen to Babylon. But again, Babylon went, went, I want to remind you tonight, that Babylon went from being the greatest nation in the world to be utterly destroyed. Uh, in the um, you know, Basically from the time nightfall uh, occurred one night to the time the sun rose the next morning. You think about that. That's how quickly, you know, all God has to do is to push the button. All God has to do is, is pull the strings or, you know, speak the word. And a nation or a kingdom as great as Babylon, as Rome, as Greece or America could go from flourishing and on top of the world uh, when the sun goes down, but it could cease to exist by the time the sun goes up. Amen? You know, you think about that. How quickly our lives could change if God so chooses to issue uh, a verdict against America. And brother, I believe it's going to happen one way or another. Verse number 24, a manipulation. It says, I have laid a snare for thee, and thou art also taken, O Babylon. And thou wast not aware. Thou art found and also caught." In other words, you know... Uh, and, and we studied this, we talked about the snare that God laid for Babylon and how that they were not they thought they would protected themselves and they thought that their walls would keep their borders, their boundaries would keep them safe. But yet the Persians all they had to do was stop the the, the Euphrates river up that ran up and under the, the walls of the city. And uh, by stopping up by damming up the river, You know, that created just a a wide open entrance in under the walls of the city. Uh, Amen. And, you know, who gave the Persians the knowledge and the wisdom to orchestrate such a plan? Nobody else besides God Himself. What if God chose to allow uh, the Russians or the Chinese to devise uh, a secret plan to destroy America? You know, again, we, we have all of our uh, espionage and our networks to to, uh, to, to try to uh, keep track on, on what our enemies are up to and what, what, what they do, their tactics. But could it be, be that God would provide them with the, the perfect plan that we're not aware of and, and that, we, that we're oblivious to it until uh, the plan is executed, just like Pearl Harbor. Uh, amen. Uh, we were oblivious. Now there are those who said that at least the the British uh, Churchill, Winston Churchill, may very well have known ahead of time that Japan was going to attack. And some even believe Roosevelt did. Uh, most say, but but I'm just telling you, if America is attacked, it 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 uh, you know it's kind of almost humorous to see how that nowadays people almost announce ahead of time there's the their strategies of war. you know Ukraine's already talking about a counteroffensive. It's coming, we're going to launch it. I mean if you were going to, why would you announce it to the world so that your enemy could prepare for it? Do you think that if uh, China attacks America, that we're going to know what's going to happen ahead of time? No, they're going to do it secretively uh, because again, uh, one of the most impor- important uh, aspects, a victory is the element of surprise, and could it be that a plan's already in motion? Uh, amen. Our enemies may—you know—it wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if our own leaders know about it, and, and they may be involved in it uh, because you know as well as I do that the world, uh, as a whole, the globalist agenda views America as uh, as being a thorn in its side to its agenda. Amen. So why wouldn't the liberals and the leftists be involved? I mean, they're they're already in bed with the Chinese uh, a, as it is. So uh, you know, would it be um, would it would it be outlandish for us to consider the fact that their that our own government might have a hand in our own in, in our nation's downfall? My my, something to think about, anyway, isn't it? Why. Has the Lord done this? Well, verse 24, a a competition. Because thou hast striven against the Lord. Again, Babylon had the audacity and the gall to try to uh, stand up, lock horns, and buck up against God. Brother, that's the most foolish thing you could ever do. Amen. Is to try to oppose God. To rebel against Him. Romans 9, 19. Thou wilt say then unto me, why doth ye yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Well, there's plenty that's tried it, but none of them have lived to tell about it. Uh, or at least come out on the better end of it. Jonah tried. Uh, it didn't work out too well for him, did it? Amen. The best thing we can do is submit to God. Surrender to Him. Yield our lives to Him. Because, brother, if you get on the wrong side of God, uh, nothing, I-, I promise you'll end up worse off than you would have if you just uh, stayed in line with him and, and lived according to his will. Babylon's gravest mistake was to try to strive against the Lord. Now there's an indignation. Verse number 25. The Lord hath opened his armory and hath brought forth the weapons of his indignation. Isn't that interesting wording that is used here? Brother, the worst thing you want to happen is for God to open his armory. Amen? You know, Ukraine right now, they're they're begging uh, all the nations of the world to provide them with weapons. Amen. But I'll tell you one that's got more weapons than all the nations of the world combined, and that's the Lord. And brother, if God chooses, I mean, we want to brag and boast in in our technology and our weapons and, uh, amen, all of these things that we have. We're supposedly the most technologically advanced Nation that has ever existed in the history of the world. But brother, we don't compare. Nothing we have compares to the armament of God. God's got plenty of uh, uh, ammunition and weaponry available at His uh, disposal to bring any kingdom or any nation down, and that includes the great old U.S. of A. He opened His armory and He brought forth the weapons of His indignation. Brother, if God chooses to do that against us, we are doomed. Amen. Amen production verse 25 for this is the work of the lord god of hosts in the land of the chaldeans you know when god chooses uh when god decides that he's had enough and when he says enough is enough and you know we're afraid of whoever has their hand on the the nuclear button right well you better be afraid of the one who has his hand on a button that's greater than all the nukes uh of the soviets and and the americans combined amen And if God chooses to pour out uh, the fury of his wrath upon a a nation, there won't be any doubt that he had a hand in it. God knows how to, did he not make a believer out of Nebuchadnezzar when it was all said and done? Now again, whether or not Nebuchadnezzar got saved or whether or not he was a true convert, we don't know. But one one thing about it, he acknowledged the reality of the God of Daniel. Shadrach, the hey, the fiery furnace made a believer out of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, uh, amen. The lion's den, delivering Daniel from the lion's den. Uh, how about uh, when God threw Nebuchadnezzar out to pasture and he ate as a, as a wild beast in the field and his nails grew out and uh, he just went crazy. Listen, God, God knows how to make a believer out of... And, and one thing about it, in hell, there won't be any atheists, right? And... and um, you know, what a tragedy it is that during the good times, we don't want to even acknowledge the, the existence of God. But during the bad times, everybody wants to put the religious coat on. Just like uh, September 11th, even our own politicians were out there singing God bless America. And they'll do it again. you know, uh, we talk about our church, you know, uh, you know we, we need more folk. Well, yes, we do, but... Hey, you let things turn just a little bit, and you will hey, they'll fill this church up to where they'll be standing outside wanting to get in. That's another reason for us to keep the doors open, amen? Because, hey, listen, we could be here with an empty house one week, and uh, the bottom falls out of this thing, and before you know it, the church house is full, and people's uh, wanting to hear somebody explain to them what's going on. And wouldn't that be an opportunity to preach the Word? Uh, that's right. Now they knew that God that what had ha- the, the Chaldeans and the Babylonians there was no question or denial when it was all said and done that what had happened to them was nothing short than the the handiwork of God Now there's a deprivation verse number 26 come against her from the utmost border open her storehouses in other words one of the reasons why the Persians um, you know wanted to invade Babylon was because they coveted it. They coveted after her wealth. They, they wanted her resources. Um, why do you think, <laughs> again, uh, you know, our own people or our own leaders are too foolish to, to understand or maybe again that's part of the plan to bring us down is to open our borders and let our enemies just walk in the Trojan horse effect, amen, not destroy us from outside but get on the inside. Right, But why do you think that our enemies want to be here and want to overthrow us as much as they do? Because they want what we have. They want our blessings. You know, the reason that America is as wealthy of a nation as she is, the reason that America has all the modern day conveniences that she has, the reason America is the most technologically advanced um, uh, culture that has ever existed in the history of the world is because God has blessed her. God has poured out His blessings upon iron land more so than He has any other land that has ever existed. And you know what? Other people want it. Wouldn't that be sad for the Muslims and the Chinese and the Arabs and the Russians to end up enjoying enjoying the spoils of the blessings that God ordained not for them but for us. Amen. Isn't that what happened to Babylon? I mean, they were wealthy. Nebuchadnezzar was known for his wealth and his riches, and that is what it drew uh, the Persians. That what that's what attracted Cyrus and Artaxerxes to want to overthrow the kingdom of Babylon is because they wanted the wealth and the resources that belonged to her. And brother, we got that kingdom, we got evil people, evil leaders all across this world. Amen. They're salivating just to get their hands on the wealth, the resources, and the riches. That abide within the borders of our nation. Amen. Eradication. Verse 26. Cast her up as heaps. And destroy her utter- utterly. Let nothing be left of her. Well that's hard to fathom. One of the greatest empires that ever existed. Amen. Remember Nebuchadnezzar. The, the kingdom of, of Babylon was made out of. It was the golden head of the great statue. In other words, it was viewed to be one of, if not the greatest empires that ever existed. The Lord said, when I get through you uh, with you, there won't be nothing left of you. I mean, total. Uh, amen, destroy her utterly. Man, could you imagine? Could you imagine? I mean, America currently is the biggest footprint, has the biggest footprint of any nation in the world. In fact, I'd say America has the biggest footprint of any nation that's ever existed in the history of the world, but as you study the prophecy, the Book of Revelation, where do you find America? Do you find her to exist? No, you don't. I mean, could it be that when God gets through with us, that 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 we're that we're that we're pulverized, ground to dust and powder, and there's absolutely nothing left of what at one time was the greatest nation? You know. Right now, America's known for uh, her prosperity, her success, her heritage. But could it be that the greatness of America's destruction will cause people to totally forget about all the good that happened to her and all the good things that she brought in into this world? Very possible. There's a cultivation slave, verse 27. All her bullocks, let them go down to the slaughter. All of her livestock stock would be uh, slaughtered and, and uh, enjoyed by her enemies. Of vindication, verse 27. Woe unto them, for their day has come, the time of their visitation. Amen. Uh, and, and Babylon, just like Egypt, just like Gaza, just like Moab, just like Ammon, just like Edom, just like Elam. All of these. Uh, just like Judah and Israel, they had a time. They had an appointment, a day of reckoning, a payday with God. And brother, if God—that's if one appointment you're not going to cancel. You can't post it. There's some appointments I like to put off and cancel. I don't like going to the dentist. I'll put it off as long as I have to. Brother, you can't cancel an appointment with God. If God says, "Hey, listen, it's 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 pay it's, uh, Amen. It's pay It's time to pay up." For the sins you've committed against my name. Amen. I'm sick and tired. You've killed one too many babies. I'm sick of you taking for granted all the good things I've done for you. All the blessings. Amen. You've come up with all. You've deviated from the truths of my word that caused you to prosper. And you've created all of these vain imaginations. These doctrines of devils. Amen. Amen. You know, transgenderism and homosexuality, all of these things that that caused me to destroy uh, nations that existed before you. And uh, time's up, payday's here. And, brother, that's one appointment that's going to be very unpleasant. But I believe that, that just as sure as I'm standing here, it exists on God's calendar a day of reckoning. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. It's a fearful thing for not just any person, but for any nation to fall into the hands of the living God. Right? A declaration, and we're not going to get through it all, so don't don't get nervous on me. I'm going to quit here in just a few minutes. A declaration, verse 28, the voice of them that flee and escape out of the land of Babylon to declare... In Zion, the vengeance of the Lord our God, the vengeance of His temple. Now this could, probably does refer to the remnant. That uh, again, when Babylon was destroyed, uh, the Jews, whether it be of Israel or whether it be uh, of Judah that had been carried off first to Assyria and then to Babylon, they they were then assimilated into the Persian Empire. And under Cyrus and Artaxerxes. And then God raised Nehemiah to allow a remnant. Uh, Again, uh, and that journey back home, that return home was threefold. First in under Zerubbabel, then Nehemiah, and finally Ezra. And uh, the testimony of the remnant was uh, the fact that uh, as they returned to Zion was that the vengeance of the Lord... Our God, the vengeance of His temple upon Nebuchadnezzar and upon Babylon, Amen. And again, although God used Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon to uh, uh, as an instrument of judgment upon His people, yet because they, uh, Amen, because they took it to extremes and they actually uh, made pleasure uh, out of the the the, uh, the destruction of God's people. God's vengeance was to destroy Babylon, uh, Amen. not just for what they did to Zion, but also what they did especially to the temple. If you remember the very night that the the Persians um, uh, 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 snuck in and under the walls of the city, the handwriting on the wall, uh, the king, uh, at that very moment, he was eating and drinking out of the very Vessels that come out of the tent that had been carried out of the the temple in Jerusalem. All right, uh, let's get to verse thirty and we'll quit. Uh, there's a congregation. Verse number twenty nine. Call together the archers against Babylon. All ye that bend the bow, camp against it roundabout. Let none thereof escape. This uh, obviously, undoubtedly, refers to the surrounding of the city. The very night that the Persians invaded, uh, they surrounded the city and. Uh, you know uh, uh, the the Babylonians. They weren't afraid. Uh, they just were having a feast, having a big time because they thought they were de- they were they were depending upon their own walls and their own borders and their own boundaries to keep them safe. Uh, but it, uh, there was a siege against the city, and uh, they thought they're okay, but. When it was all said and done, the city was destroyed. Verse number twenty-nine: A compensation, recompense her according to her work, according to all that she had done, doing to her. I think this is important because the degree of judgment that came upon Babylon was determined by how uh, brutal she had treated other people, uh, Amen. how she had wronged others. And when God chooses to uh, uh, unleash judgment and wrath upon a nation, I, or upon a person, for that matter, I believe the degree of it is dependent is determined by uh, the way, or the amount, or the, the the severity of that person's actions towards others. Uh, if we want God to be merciful to us, we need to be merciful to others. Hey, I want to remind you that the severity of judgment that fell upon David, uh, and it had to do with the severity of his sin against others. So you think about how the way that all of the blood that's on the hands of of our nation, because of all the, the innocent lives that have been taken, the babies. Don't you think that God's gonna? Uh, don't you think that God's gonna um, get revenge? God's going to vindicate His. God's going to vindicate those those innocent babies that never had a chance to live, right? Because their lives were brutally taken. That's right. Uh, in other words, probably the judgment that falls upon us is going to be very severe. Okay, verse number thirty, and we're finished. An Expiration, therefore shall her young men fall in the streets, and all her men of war shall be cut off in that day. Say the Lord. This is something that's hard for us to fathom. But they said that during the Civil War that, I mean there really weren't any men left because they all died, most of them. The, the overwhelming majority of, of men, especially young men. And the further uh, the Civil War went, uh, 1861, 1862, 1863, but especially in 1864 and 1865, you'd be amazed at how many teenage boys. At, I'm talking about 13 and 14 year old. Could you imagine that? A 12, 13, 14 year old boy uh, being being uh, thrown into the the siege at Petersburg. Uh, but that's how it was because there was nobody else to fight. They say right now in Ukraine that there have been uh, at least 500,000. Now that, I think uh, Zelensky and he's a liar. I mean, don't you believe? Don't you believe uh, the propaganda of your government making him out to be a hero? Uh, no, he's he, he's an evil man. Zelensky is an evil man. Uh, but he's saying about only about thirty thousand Ukrainian troops have been killed during the war. It's at least five hundred thousand, possibly upwards near a million. And they say that it's so bad that there are no there are very few men left left. They've been conscripting. Uh, you know, there's talking, uh, I read somewhere to where there was a dentist going to work one day. He was a dentist. Uh, amen. But yet the Ukrainian authorities came through and saw him and threw him in a vehicle and sent him to the front lines to die because there was no, no men left to fight. They're desperate. Uh, and that's hard to fathom, isn't it? the thought of so many people being killed and slain, all of the young men, basically an entire generation. You know, the truth of the matter is, Ukraine will never recover from the slaughter that's taken place. And, um, and you know, if that sort of thing were to come to America, or if we were to experience some kind of conflict on the level of World War One or World War II, uh, you talk about thinning the population. That's what uh, Gates and a lot of them are wanting to do—is population control. Well, brother, the best way to do that start a, start a world war, amen. And just just kill off all the young men. Well, it's hard for us. We've lived in a, in a place of peace for so long, and we've enjoyed, you know, just all the luxuries and the uh, amen, just the conveniences and comfort comfortability of of the world that we live in, we don't, we can't even fathom the horrors uh, of a threefold judgment. That's what you're going to see on. You're going to see Jeremiah continue to emphasize this threefold judgment of war, famine, and pestilence, war, food shortage, and uh, and the plague. Right? Do you think there could be a there? There could be another. Uh, uh, another pandemic out there that would that would make COVID look like a kitty a walk through the park. Just give it some time. Amen. They figured out how to control us, right? Fear tactics, and all of it, you know, all of it. I believe with all my heart is is just it is it is a product and it's evidence of God turning His back on our land and on our nation because we have forsaken and forgotten the very one who caused us to prosper in the first place. Let's all stand tonight. Father in heaven, I love you. I've done my best tonight. Again, I'm trying, Lord, not to make these verses boring. And Lord, I I hope you appreciate the integrity that I'm trying to show towards the text and not skip over these verses. Or Listen, you put them in here for a reason, and we're supposed to learn from these truths. So God, we're just trying to go through it and and glean from it and learn lessons. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, for what we saw tonight that is wicked as Israel has been and and as sinful. You know, again, they've got the blood of of God's Son on their hands, but one of these days, you're going to view them just as if they've never sinned. God, if there's hope for the Jews, there's hope for us. God, may we all put our hope and our help in the Lord our God. Father, I pray that we would understand that um, God forbid that we'd resist against you the way Nebuchadnezzar did. Uh, Father, help us to submit to you, to surrender uh, to you. Help us never to think that the weapons of our warfare are equivalent to yours. God, all you have to do is open your arsenal. And God, it's it's over. Lord, you spoke the worlds into existence. So God, if you decide that you want to, to execute... Judgment, wrath upon any nation. God, all you have to do is speak the word and it will happen. Your word is, is more powerful. Lord, the power of your word is greater, Lord, than all of the nuclear arsenal that exist in this world combined. So help us to trust your word more than we do the, the resources, the weapons the, of warfare that exist in our day. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. We ask it in Jesus' name. All God's people see it.